Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. ...guy, but especially Pickett, who's supposed to be the future, wasn't exuding it. Guys draft off of that. It happens on defense, but you know it's not the exact same way. Like, T.J. Watt can be all world, but it still doesn't help as much. Yep. If your quarterback believes, it tells you we're going to win the game, and, and you believe him, you play better. So I want to go around the room with you and Donnie here and do a quick exercise and then get into this conversation some more. The first question for both of you guys is, and I, I, I'm doing this because I think I'm going to get quick answers from both of you. Should Kenny Pickett be angry, or does he have a right to be upset with how the Steelers treated him in the last month. Donnie? I mean, as from a competitive standpoint, yes, but he also has to realize that the guy that came in eventually, while Pickett was still hurt, clearly moved the offense better and had everybody else believing. Chris? Based on what I've heard, and I'm qualifying that by saying I've heard nobody say that Mike Tomlin looked him straight in the face privately and said, you'll be our starter the second you're healthy and then reneged on that promise. Based on what I understand, no, he doesn't have a right to be I would angry. say no, too, because... Even though he played well in the first Bengals game, Rudolph played so well, and they were in such a desperate situation that he should not take it as personally as he has. So my answer is no, like yours. The next question for you guys, should he be the Steelers' starting quarterback to start next year? Should he be? Not will he be, not could he be, not the Steelers are the Steelers, they always do the conservative thing. Should he be their starting quarterback next year? Based on what we've seen in two years now. No, Chris. Okay, I would agree with that. So we're all on the same page. But this is where things get very, very tricky for me. Okay? This is where I will call on our listeners and get their input and also listen to what you guys have to say. That's fine. We All three of us don't right now look at Kenny as a guy that should be their starting quarterback. If not him, then who? It's that the next part it once you once you it's easy to say that first part. Yeah, 13 touchdowns and 24 starts. Chris, you've referenced the quarterbacks that are playing this weekend. Look at where they were at this point in their career. Look at how they had played. Um Mayfield had already had a season where he led the NFL. He set the record for rookie touchdown passes. Two years in, Mahomes had won an MVP two years in. Jackson had won an MVP two years in. 
Purdy in his second year just led the NFL in passer rating and threw 31 touchdown passes. Even Josh Allen, who still hadn't completely figured it out, had thrown 27 touchdown passes in 24 starts. And by the way, he also had a ton of rushing yards. He had 16 rushing touchdowns in two years, so he wasn't a finished product. The only guy who's left— He had who, more rushing touchdowns in two years than Kenny's he, had passing touchdowns. The only, yes, the only guy left who two years in hadn't done diddly squat is Love— but he Kenny, also didn't play. But Kenny's and Kenny's already admitted that he doesn't get anything from watching. So like what Love took from Aaron Rodgers is like, for whatever reason, something that's uh, anathema to Kenny. And he he's doesn't also think younger that it's than Kenny. Valuable. That's yes. Again, true. I, well, I have to point that out. He didn't play, and he's still younger than him by a couple of months. So all of these guys had shown more. Who, with the exception of Love, had shown more in two years than what Kenny Pickett has shown in his career so far. Seven out of eight. Okay. So we were justified to say we have serious doubts about him being an NFL starting quarterback based on just that. Finding the quarterback, though, for next year, though, is is a B. There's really not a good solution out there. Where are they going to draft? Ken, 20th. Uh, Donnie, I think they're already locked 20th? in at 20. 20th. 20th. So they have the 20th pick. By the way, that's where they picked Kenny. Kenny. They have the 20th pick. You could bring back Mason Rudolph. You can go into free agency. You can attempt to trade for someone. I mean, where are the answers? What do you do? My pick right now, you're asking me what I'd do. Yes. The quarterback, if I could have all options available to me. So Penix is probably gone. Like the guys I really like in this draft class are gone in the first round specifically. The guy who would be their quarterback week one next year, which would either have to be a high draft pick or a high-profile free agent, the name I will come back to is I would like to see Baker Mayfield as their quarterback at this point. You're talking realistic options. Try to pay the guy more than the Bucs want to pay him. That's that's my pick. He's going to cash in. He's making $4 million this year. Less what, than Trubisky. What do, you figure oh he's, God. what do you figure he's set to make? About a Geno Smith deal? $30 million? I'd say between 25 and 35 million. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe split 30. The so split the difference. 30. If you told me Baker Mayfield would come here for three years, 30, you know, $90 million, I would take that. And I don't really have an option out there that I would say I like more than that, but I do think he's. We've seen it. Situation dependent. He's a, he's a risk. He failed with a lot of coordinators in, in Cleveland, and he failed in Carolina. He's a risk. So I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. It's but, not. But, but you asked me ex- who I'd take. And it's, it's a huge upgrade it, of what they have. And it's an expensive one where you don't – the advantage of Pickett or the guys they have on their team now is that you're able to supplement your roster better because you're not so committed to a quarterback. I'm not sold on fields like I probably should be with the athletic ability because it just hasn't translated. I've at least seen Mayfield – And do you trust them to hire an offensive no. coordinator to get the talents out of him to have it – No. On display, right. Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator, uh, Canales, is not like some big household name, but clearly they found something I think they got, where'd they get him? He was the Seahawks quarterbacks coach under Waldron, I believe. And that comes from the McVay. That's the ultimately the McVay school. No, I mean, well, that's the other part, part of this. Like, when you talk about who you'd want them to have at quarterback, you have to almost err towards picking somebody whose physical gifts are so, like, prodigious that they can overcome poor coordinating. Because nobody seems to, with understandable reason, expect them to hire a good coordinator. 
I threw out jokingly, like sarcastically, well, can't take Alex Van Pelt out of the running. He went to Pitt. He's known in this town. Now that he's fired by the Browns, he didn't even call their plays, but he'll be on the table. And there are people, I think, so damaged by the way the Steelers hire that they said, yeah, well, I mean, he would be better than what they have. That's a reasonable choice. <laughs> My God. The guy's never called plays never called effectively plays. in the NFL in his entire yeah, life. I know. Good dude. He'd make a good quarterback's coach, I presume. But I, I would but could pick, he be worse than the last couple of options? Think of how low the standards have sunk, though, on this. You front. know what? I'm going to say well, yes. That's what I'm saying because I'm I'm one of those people that's like, well, just add his name to the possible list. I because don't think that's how damn bad the last two guys were. I, I, I don't think Van Pelt's better than Feekner. Now we know Ben was the real offensive coordinator there. Van Pelt also beat Tomlin head to head in a playoff game. He, he, I guess he did technically call plays that day because Stefanski wasn't there, right? That's a good, that's a good counterpoint. But that's it. I mean, that's did he call the Steelers throwing interceptions and having a snap go over the quarterback's head and but everything? That's, but to, but that's at least one game he's got. I'd take Baker. I think Baker has rejuvenated himself. He's still pretty young. He's not even thirty. And and to go back to where this conversation started, we talk about like exuding confidence and that mattering. There's clearly a swagger that's back with that guy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mike Florio in 15 minutes on Mike Tomlin's decision to return. What's next for them? Offensive coordinator, quarterback. And... One of the Steelers' best players tells the truth about something. 412-928-9370 is our telephone number. Here is Drew on the fan. Hello, Drew. Hey, how you doing? Hey, man. Hey, I got uh, a few things to say about Tomlin. Uh, Watching the games, it doesn't seem like he actually knows what he's doing because he – um, he doesn't throw any red flags when he should. He doesn't uh, change the plays when he should. He like uh, he'll. Uh, like... All right, Drew. Thank you. Uh, here is Mike on the fan. Hello, Mike. Mike, you there? Awesome. Jordan is next. Hello, Jordan. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I wanted to talk about Richard Sherman's comments on Indisputed what did about he say? Mike Tomlin. He said he was um, defending Mike Tomlin for those who criticized his last five playoff losses, saying three of those four times he should have been coach of the year. 
you know, operating with mediocre, below average, actually, quarterbacks. And, of course, Skip Bayless, he just nods his head in agreement like a pre-programmed robot. And I'm just wondering, what is the point of even playing the rest of the NFL playoffs if the Steelers once again won the Super Mid Championship? Thank you, Jordan. Here is Mr. Old School on the fan. Hello, Mr. Old School. Hey, my man. How are you? Hey, man. Hey. Hey, Gay. Uh, you no, you asked a question. I'll give you two things. First, uh, Tomlin, I would hope that this year, and I don't know why it would be different, but I hope this year he brings in an office, a coordinator that is innovative and he allows him to actually, and but has a history uh, like an Eric Bieniemy. Uh, and when it comes to the quarterback question that you have, I wouldn't – Pickett wouldn't be my guy. And if you ask me who, I would love to have us trade a second-round pick for Justin Fields. And I know somebody might say, well, what has he done? It's the potential that he has, and they're willing to give him up because everybody's saying he's, they're going to take Caleb Williams. And I think Justin Fields will look good in like an Eric Bieniemy offense and I think it would move us in the right direction. That's predicated on them hiring an offensive coordinator who is uh, at least well-respected and renowned for the the work he did with Mahomes and working underneath Andy Reid, and that's a big assumption that Mike Tomlin would do that. He should, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that. There's no reason to believe that they will hire a dynamic offensive coordinator unless – the role of hiring manager is taken from Mike Tomlin because we have. N- it happened I, 10 years ago and it worked out okay, but I just don't when I ha- know when if I Art say, has the balls to do that. I actually I don't we have think no he does. Basis, when I say we have no basis to believe that he will hire somebody good, I mean it. There is no factual basis to assume Mike Tomlin will make a dynamic offensive coordinator hire if left to his own device. I'd like to see that combo. I'd like to see a B enemy work with a Justin Fields. I, I think that would be interesting. I, I think, think people would love B enemy here. You know why? Because he's a hard ass. He has a very known reputation as a real hard ass. And when the Chiefs have been struggling offensively at various times this year, you can go look up Chiefs fans. A lot of them on Twitter are missing B enemy, saying he was the guy that kept everybody in line as the bad cop. People here love bad cop head coaches. Charlie's next. Hello, Charlie. The enemy would be horrible, guys. I mean, what's he done in Washington? The guy that saw my radar is a guy Sam, named he had, he had, Peter he had a, Carmichael. He had a guy named he had a, Peter Carmichael stinks. He had a guy named Sam Howell. Peter Carmichael was top ten in the uh, in yardage in six seasons. Okay, did he do a good the job Saints, with the Saints this year with, with Derek Carr? He, he think, really did. The Saints. You thought Derek Carr, you thought Derek, you thought Derek Carr had a good year? The Saints sucked and Carr sucked. Uh, Saints had a good year. They did the what? Did they play what last playoff weekend? Game, yeah, what playoff game were they in last weekend? It doesn't matter. He ranks yes, six. They played in the it's worst division six. in football, and they didn't make the playoffs. Charlie, how'd they have a good year? Uh, Are you Pete Carmichael's brother? Are you Pete Carmichael's agent? No, but you said the enemy would be great, and Fields would be great. Fields sucks. Charlie, who do you want to be their quarterback next year? Out of curiosity, I'll be honest with you. I'd love to see him get Kirk Cousins. Right, so let's bring um, in. A, you, you want to talk about what have teams done? How many or what guys have done? How many playoff games has that guy won? But he can throw the ball. You got to get an offensive coordinator in, right? Yes, Pete Carmichael, who just got fired by New Orleans. You know what? Let's get Pete Carmichael in here. Let's overpay for Kirk Cousins coming off of an Achilles injury. Pony, 
while they do that, you and I can jump off the air and plan the parade. How about that? The only thing I'll say about the guy in New Orleans getting fired is it is amazing now from our perspective that somebody that by points had the ninth scoring offense in the league, they averaged more points this year than the Green Bay Packers, and the dude lost his job. That part of it, I see his point, but he's a nothing offensive coordinator. The guy got no He's He was one of the most anonymous coordinators in the entire NFL. How much of his time there, I think he was there since, what, 09? Overlaps with Sean Payton just yeah, being Payton the guy. Yeah, was calling the plays. So he's, he's there, Alex Van Pelt. Very inspiring. Time to talk to Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio. He is brought to you by J.P. Roofing. Mike, your reaction to Mike Tomlin telling Steelers players that he'll be back in 2024? Well, I was surprised he made his decision about next year so quickly, but that leads to the next question. Is he going to sign an extension? That's really the root of all of this. This is the first time in his 17 years with the Steelers that he's entering the final year of his contract. A unique situation, as we reported over the weekend, and one that requires careful thought from him as to what comes next. Will there be an extension? And also, now that the cat's kind of out of the bag and it's become a talking point nationally, will one of these other teams looking for a coach make a phone call to Art Rooney Make him enough of an offer that gets him to say to Mike, what are we doing here? Are we going to do an extension? Or do I just take what they're offering me? If you're going to walk away and I don't get anything after this season, maybe I'll let you walk away now and take this offer that they put on the table. So next question, will there be an extension? That's the key. So you still think, Mike, there's a chance Tomlin's not their coach in 2024? I'd say it's a slim chance. But, you know, if I'm one of these teams that has fired a coach or maybe thinking about firing a coach and would like to know who I'm going to get before I actually fire my head coach and make a hypothetical phone call to Art Rooney, I mean, that's the only way it would happen. I think what we now know is he's coaching somewhere in 2024, most likely by far, 95% plus likelihood Steelers. But if there isn't going to be an extension, if he's not going to sign an extension, and, you know, I hear all the time from people in and around the league, people with, I don't want to say ties to the Steelers, but people who may be familiar with what they're thinking, the idea that they're going to keep him, he's not going to leave, they don't want to leave, lose him. But why didn't he sign an extension before the 2023 season? Ended? Why are we at this point? Why did they allow it to get to this point where he's got one year left and he can see the finish line to free agency, something that we rarely see an NFL head coach embrace. But I think Tomlin plugged in enough to know they'd be lining up to hiring if he becomes a free agent and, and if he chooses to go. He's going to have to choose to not want to be in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of good reasons for him to want to stay with the Steelers. He's happy with the team. But the difference now is he knows he's got one year left if he chooses to not sign an extension and let it play out, and then he can just see what happens next year. Mike, if he does sign an extension, should Art Rooney attach conditions to it as far as how the next uh, offensive coordinator is hired, uh, how drafts are done, what Tomlin say-so is? Uh, Do you expect anything like that if he does sign an extension? I don't know, because a lot of it depends upon what's currently in his contract and how much authority he currently has, and 
it's always been so collaborative and no one wants to take credit for anything that happens and no one is in a position where they blame anyone else. I'd have to know what's already in his contract. How much is going to fundamentally change? Is he in a position to try to leverage more control than he currently has? I don't know. I don't know. But it all starts, I think, at this point with whether or not there's going to be an extension. And if somebody would call up and begin these conversations about what it would take to trade for him, I mean, that would be a heck of a way to bring this issue to a head sooner rather than later. And we find out whether or not there is going to be an extension and whether or not this is going to last beyond one more season. Mike, do you think that any of the teams that still have head coaching vacancies are interested in doing exactly what you propose? Do you, have you heard rumblings that there is a team or teams that are strongly considering doing that? I haven't heard that, but I have reason to believe that every year there are one or more teams that are at least curious about whether or not Mike Tomlin is going to be available and possibly undertake efforts to try to find out whether or not that's going to happen. So it goes back to something that I've said for years. When that nucleus of Steelers fans activates after a couple of straight losses and wants change for the sake of change, that's fine. But there will be teams out there that line up to get him, and there will be teams out there that fire their current head coaches to try to get Mike Tomlin. And you got to be ready for him to go somewhere else and thrive, and you better hope whoever the Steelers replace him with is going to come in and do as well or better than he's going to do in his next stop. Mike, I don't think it's changed for the sake of change at this point. They haven't won a playoff game in seven years. How many franchises would, t- would tolerate that or take that from a coach and continue on with him? Well, how many franchises are committed to continuity and stability to the point where they're not going to get caught up in the question of whether or not seven years without a playoff win is too long when you consider every single year they're in the mix and they've been going to the playoffs. And he has an uncanny knack for taking a substandard roster relative to where he takes it and pushes it to those heights. This is not the Steelers of the 70s. This is but not Mike, when you say this when you say substandard roster, do you think the Steelers roster is worse than Houston's? It well, is it is at one position. It is at one position and that's, that's the position that's the most important. I just think that that if you take Mike Tomlin out of the mix, all of a sudden others in the organization are under a lot more pressure to get their act together from a personnel standpoint because Tomlin's skill, one of his skills and one of his strongest suits is to get guys who, if you individually look at their skills and stack it up, you're going to say that it's just not in there. And then he he has a way of leading them, of inspiring them, of getting them to dig deep and do more than people think they're capable of doing. And you take him out of that, and all of a sudden, you're going to start having losing seasons potentially unless something changes significantly when it comes to the, the acquisition of the talent that's been available to Mike Tomlin over the past 17 but years. But isn't he very obviously, even though the general manager, Colbert first and now Khan, put their names on the drafts, and rightfully so, isn't it obvious that a guy with his level of tenure has significant input in how that roster gets built and what names are on that roster? We don't know because they never talk about that. Isn't that what's amazing? There's never an effort by anyone to say, this was my pick, no, this was his pick, no, this is my pick, no, that's your fault, no, that's my fault. They are so committed to, to presenting a united front and, and 
sticking to the notion of collaboration that we have no idea how responsible. Well, well can Mike we Tomlin logically is, deduce? Responsible. Like he goes you on, know, for Kenny, but he goes go on ahead. so many pro days, Mike, that he's like a barnstorming baseball team from back in the day, going you know crisscrossing the country. We know he loves that process. Wouldn't you just logically deduce that he probably has at least a, a decent to significant voice in the room when those picks are being made? Well, having a voice and being the ones who make the call are, are, you know, two different things. I don't know who's there to finesse it and tie it all together and break the tie and make it all into the official position of the Steelers. A lot of coaches go to the pro days, and that's one of the reasons why we see names go up and down the draft board once the season ends. That's when yeah. coaches get involved, and once coaches start saying, wait a minute, you're wrong on this guy, wait a minute, we need this, wait a minute, we need that, that's when the draft stock of a given player begins to change. So a lot of coaches – are involved a lot of coaches have say something's wrong if they're not the question is who's actually calling the shots who's shaping the consensus and who's resolving any disputes that might exist among the various members of the brain trust that are making these decisions in pittsburgh we just don't know because they are fully committed to not trying to be the one who says i am the one responsible i'm the one who found kenny pickett i'm the one who picked Najee Harris I'm the one that you know has figured out this this ability uncanny ability to find receivers in the mid to late rounds who work out at least until they become a problem and you have to move on from them Mike I just want to close with this where did you pick the Steelers to finish this year what was your prediction for them back before the season started I had them losing the AFC Championship to the Chiefs. Right, so then that, that's not a substandard roster then, right? I mean, if you thought they were going to be no, one of the final not. four teams. I factor in the coach. I factor in who the coach is. It's, it's, it's not just the roster, it's the team. It's how they perform with Mike Tomlin. I just thought that, you know, I, I, I thought the offense was going to be better than it was, as we all did. I thought that there'd have been a greater commitment to getting the 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 best players on the field, the football. And that commitment emerged. It was just a little bit too little and a little bit too late. Do, do you look at Tomlin, do you look at Tomlin or do you think less of him for that now? No, no. I, I think that it's time to move on from Kenny Pickett. I think we've seen enough. I don't think there's anything that, there's not a moment I can recall where I see a highlight or a play live where i say oh my god look at that do it again oh we got to do it again we got to do it again so that that's i i and i know that we we move on from quarterbacks too soon in today's nfl but that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. i just think that they need to be looking at other alternatives not that they should cut him he's still under contract for two more years fully guaranteed he's got a space on the team unless he gets upset and he demands a trade and they decide, you know, we want volunteers, not hostages. But I, I think they, they need to be thinking about their options at quarterback. Who do you think their starting quarterback will be week one next year? None of the above? I don't know. It depends on what they decide to do. It depends on what they do at offensive coordinator. It depends on what kind of plan they have, you know. And, and we know how the organization is. No sudden movements. No, no, you know, no make a run at Kirk Cousins. No trade for Justin Fields. I mean, but – if you really want to move this team to the next level, you got to be willing to do something bold. And maybe that's what Mike Tomlin will want before he signs an extension. I want to have an offense that, that is good enough to overcome a day when my defense isn't able to completely throttle the opposition.
Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. NBC will have another game this weekend. You'll see Mike on the call the divisional round. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, see you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.